interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, lurkers. No, that sounded stupid. Fuck it. I'm just going to leave it. Um, hmm. So, we interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special presentation. I know, not my best opening. Um, okay, so. <sighs> last episode when we last spoke, um, we, me and all my multiple personalities, the personalities of post-mortem Paul, I, uh, oh, hell, I was all geared up and ready to go for, you know, episode 40 being, you know, Ghost in the Shell talking about the 1995 anime and the 2017 live action well i guess we'll call it a movie and be nice but well i mean i kind of enjoyed it as much as it's not ghost in the shell but anyways i do recall that i also had told i told all of you my adoring three fans <laughs> that um there might have been, you know, a week where I didn't record because my dog was going in for surgery for bladder stones and, you know, depending on how his health would have been, would have dictated whether or not I recorded. Well, yeah, it dictated that, but not in the way I expected. So I'm going to try to get through this as coherent as I can be because if I had recorded this last week all you would have gotten was <laughs> I would have been fucking bawling um March 28th <sighs> fuck yeah we said goodbye to him um so to explain this because a lot of people on social media you guys know that Wally is no longer with me um but a lot of you don't know why. So it's like this. He had bladder stones. We knew that. Um, he was, it was affecting his health. It was, uh, and it was getting to a point where the bladder stones were starting to push on his prostate. Just making it harder for him to uh, do the number two. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to say this in a fun way so I don't get all emotional. Um Anyway, so we, you know, we scheduled his surgery, got all the financial details settled, and, you know, brought him in at 8 o'clock in the morning. He was begging for treats. He wanted their, you know, they have a little bowl of treats in the, uh, like, in the uh, examination room. And he knew exactly where they were. So he walks in there, and, of course, he's looking up. He's like, I haven't eaten since last night, guys. I'm hungry. And, you know, talked with the the surgeon who was going to be doing his surgery, you know, they do the, the pre-examination kind of thing and whatnot. And she's, you know, she even promised him, she's like, you get a treat when this is all over and blah, blah, blah. And so anyways, I dropped him off at the vet's office and, uh, came home and was contemplating going thrift shopping, you know, while, uh, while, you know, little guy was under the blade and, uh, 
for whatever reason, I don't know, I just, all of a sudden I got, got really exhausted all of a sudden. It was really like, you know, it's just like, fuck it, I'm not going. And, uh, so I started, uh, you know, I, I think I had Spotify on or I was getting ready to watch TV or something. I forget what I was actually doing. It's kind of weird how details slip your mind when something tragic happens and, um, Anyway, so I get a phone call at like about 10.30 in the morning and I'm expecting them to say, you know, okay, surgery was a success. You pick him up, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Instead, I get, we have a very serious situation here. Already, I could feel my body getting weak and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And she said that... uh he uh wow i'm not editing any of this so sorry guys fuck it's been a week and a half i should be over this by now um he had a cancerous tumor which was why the bladder stones weren't dissolving they weren't you know coming out because they had attached themselves to the tumor and he would have had at most three months left to live. All I asked was, will he be in pain? And they said, yes, extreme. I couldn't do it. So we said goodbye. Not exactly the uh, what lurks behind Podcast Zero episode you're expecting, is it? Uh, yeah. <sighs> I don't want this to be, you know, sad and depressing. It's not what this podcast is about. So, yeah. Uh, how to do this the right way? I'm going to remember Wally Walter. Because that little fucker. You know, he's a tough son of a bitch. He really was. I mean, you got to remember, for those of you that know the story, I mean... Way back, well, it'd be two years in August. You know, he had a really bad night. Um, nine consecutive seizures in a row. Technically, shouldn't have lived. Uh, he should have been dead. Um, he had a fever of like 106. Uh, was completely unresponsive. And for two days, he sat in an animal hospital, or well, laid in an animal hospital. And then all of a sudden, poof he just came back it was like like wally never left and he gave us another what year and a half of fun and laughter and joy and so i mean like i can't sit here and be completely depressed about it because i mean that little shithead just wouldn't quit you know <laughs> i mean like i said like i brought him into the vet's office that morning and he's like give me a treat Give me a treat. I'm a dog. I want a treat. Treats are good, you know. Um, and that was that was his that was his thing, you know. He uh fuck, he was a loving little bastard. You know, if very few people did he ever come across in life that he didn't want to make them laugh, or he, you know, like he wanted to love everyone. And he was like that, like Fuck, going back 11 years when we first got him, you know. I believe we got him 
It was around May. May or June. It's pretty bad that I don't remember the exact month, but going back 11 years and when you're old as fuck like I am, memory don't serve so well. But yeah, um, shit, it was 11 years ago, probably May. I'm going to say May. That sounds about right. I bring home this little beagle. And he had, fuck, he had, he was very unhealthy when we first got him. He had like four sets of like different types of worms, worms that were actually, there was one type of worm and I don't remember which kind it was, but it was like actually like they were eating at his intestines and, you know, we got him all fixed up and healthy and everything like that. And then the little porker started putting on weight he was always a little roly poly. And not when we first got him. When we first got him, he had like this wiry tail, <laughs> these big floppy ears that he tripped over. He was a funny little fucker. He liked running around. He was weird because we have two cats and they don't chase the, you know, you get that red laser pointer thing. The cats could give two shits and a fuck about it. But Wally, on the other hand, would chase that thing around the house, around the backyard. We have videos of him out in the snow. And what you don't see is the little laser. We're like, you know, moving it all around the backyard. And he's just racing like a fucking bat out of hell. And I mean, like we had, he brought us so much fun. We've got videos of him like, and it's funny because like my mom being the gamer, my mom's actually the biggest gamer in this house. Um, Cause yes, my mother does live with us. Um, and you know, she's the biggest gamer and she's playing like animal crossing. Well, like, he's, like, running around, he's howling, and uh, he, he was, he was fun, you know? And, like, he always, like, you know they say, don't feed your dog table scraps. Well, fuck that shit. He's my dog, and I'm going to do what I want, because I don't like following rules. <laughs> uh, we all know that. Um, so if I was eating hot dogs, well, he got a few bites of a hot dog. Um, he liked coffee. He always liked trying to steal my coffee. And I'm like, listen here, little asshole. The coffee is mine. I need it. Um, you know, and everyone knows he was like my bat pup. Because, I mean, as much as I love horror movies and sci-fi and all that shit, well, I'm also a huge Batman fan. And as a matter of fact, most people where I work <laughs> nickname me Batman. Um, just because I'm, you know... I like the dark and I come out at night and I'm methodical in the way I work and shit like that. So people were like, Oh, you're like Batman. <laughs> okay. Whatever. But he was my bat pup. And, um, I mean like even we had like a collar for him that was, it had the Batman logo all over the, the collar and stuff. And, you know, he brought me 11 years of awesomeness. He, he was my reason. He was my reason for going. Like, going on, you know, day to day. And, I mean, even my job, like, I, I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to sound like some, like, you know, fucking dickhead or anything here. But, like, my job doesn't mean that much to me. It really doesn't. But for him, it was worth going, you know, because especially near the end. I mean, he had a lot of vet bills. <laughs> I've I've spent a, a, a pretty penny on him over the past, you know, two, three years. But he was worth it. He was worth it. It was so worth just keeping that, you know, that dorky little dog that he, he had like a little shuffle to him and stuff. And I mean, like, and here's a dog. Like, I mean, like, seriously, 
he had like um, a fatty tissue lump on like his, let's see, his right side, like above his front leg. And I mean, the thing was massive. It was huge. Because he was an overweight dog, not too many people noticed it, but we did because, you know, we see him every day and whatnot. And I mean, like it would, it would make it hard for him to walk some days and whatnot. And he didn't care. It was like, nope, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to make them laugh and I'm going to make them love me. And, and he was the kind of dog, like, even if like you got mad at him, let's say you, you know, you, he like near the end, like he was peeing in the house a couple times and it wasn't his fault, but I mean, sometimes automatic reaction is dogs acting up. So, you know, you get a little cross with him. You're like, Wally, why'd you do that? And you know, he'd look at you like, oh, I'm sorry. And then two minutes later, the tail's wagging again. Like he never, he never held grudges against people. He, you could yell at him and like two minutes later, he's like, okay, love me again. Like, come on, I'm here to be loved. And he was, he was very loved. Um, I know this is weird. It's a horror podcast and I'm talking about a dog, but for those of you who know, and I mean, mo- most most people I come across that, you know, have pets, we treat them like family because they are family. Um, they're family we choose. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> Some people, you know, I, I know a friend of mine, you know, cat kind of came into his backyard, wouldn't leave. He kept it, you know. Um, sometimes they choose us, but we choose them. But it it's always worth it. It's always worth it um i'm saying um a lot because there is seriously no notes to this (laughs) i'm staring at a screen right now that's recording my voice so i mean there's a this is as raw as it gets man as raw as it gets i mean i i this is the the version of paul you're getting right now is just paul you're not this isn't even post-mortem paul this isn't no what lurks behind no fuck that shit um i should say because i mentioned that actually Good therapy. <laughs> I have not been able to do a lot of the normal stuff that I used to do just because of all the memories that come with it and whatnot. But horror hosts really have gotten me through the last week and a half, especially uh, Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy, the male girl, because Shudder, you know, just had, uh, they've uh, started their series of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. And we've had two weeks for episode so far uh let's see if i can remember them all there was chud castle freak q the winged serpent and what was the fourth one? Oh, society which is a fucking gem but anyways they've done those four so far and uh it, it's helped uh not to mention i've been uh watching on youtube like old uh monster vision um, episodes where like a lot, you'll find a lot of them on YouTube where it's like, it's just the Joe Bob parts or like, you know, Joe Bob and rusty, the male girl or whatever. Um, you can find a lot of those, uh, for almost, I don't want to say all, but there's, a would say 75% of the movies he reviewed. Uh, you can find the monster vision footage on YouTube. And I've watched a lot of that. Um, the poltergeist one was hilarious. Uh, Especially when he was referring to Zelda Rubenstein's character as the spiritual dustbuster. That, oh my god, I fucking died laughing. Cause, and you know, it's weird. I remember watching it when I was younger. I mean, obviously, it, horror hosting was always something that I kind of... 
I found annoying, but at the same time, I always enjoyed it. It was kind of a, a love-hate thing with that kind of aspect of the horror community. But I always enjoyed it, even when it was annoying. But Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs was was never annoying. You know, I, I liked his, I liked his bluntness. I mean, even when he's ripping on Halloween three, which is a personal favorite of mine, and he's tearing the movie apart, and it's funny. I'm like, okay, I can deal with it. It's Joe Bob. Um, but yeah, a, a great therapy, great therapy. Um, I even tweeted out to uh, Joe Bob and. Um, Darcy the male girl that like you know literally a day after Wally was gone they actually brought a smile to my face so um but again getting back to this I mean like the, you you tune into a what lurks behind podcast zero episode and you're expecting me to talk about a horror movie and instead I'm talking about real life which we all know real life is more scarier than a horror movie but this was not scary this was this was sad this was emotional it was hard um but I, I, I do this because I know a lot of people that are in the horror community that are pet owners. You know, I mean, shit you not. Four of the first people that I heard from when I announced that Wally was gone were the four hosts from Say You Love Satan, an 80s horror podcast. Like John, Steph, Jesse, Melissa. All four of them are pet owners. All four of them know how hard it can be to say goodbye. And it was like, they, they were f- four of the first. And I was like, wow, like, you know, <laughs> in the world we live in, people would tell you that, you know, say you love Satan is evil. Well, I'll tell that to the four hosts who, you know, gave their thoughts to me, you know, another horror host who, yeah, I, I'm a broken man right now. I'm not going to lie. And day by day, I, well, day to day, I should say. <laughs> um, I don't know how to act. You know, some days are a good day. Some days are a bad day. It, it's, you lose a pet, you lose a family member. And, you know, they'll say that, you know, blood is thicker than water. That is the biggest load of shit I've ever fucking heard of. Because it's not. Um, I, I don't want to take this down the wrong road. So I'll stop there with that part. But. Walter's blood type and my blood type are not the same. And yet losing him destroyed me. Um, destroyed me so much that I still haven't actually done my homework for Ghost in the Shell, which is why you're getting this episode this week. Um, doing something a little different here. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I thought for once maybe instead of being a jackass instead of coming on here and making my opinionated comments and you know my rebel rousing you know bullshit that i usually spit into the microphone i thought i would do something that allows me to show the human side the side of me that's not an asshole the side of me that actually cares about things cares about well <laughs> Okay, I'd be lying if I said I didn't care about people. I do care about people, it's just I'm very selective in who I care about. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. Um, which, I mean, I, 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 you know, I say about the four members of Say You Love Satan, I, I can't even begin to express, like, how mind-blown I was for the people that came out of the woodwork to, you know, to be there for me, to comfort me. I mean... It was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, 
I, I, I literally, I mean, I couldn't even, <laughs> I don't even remember doing it, but I know I did it. I posted on Instagram and Facebook about, you know, the passing of Wally. And my God, like the, the comments, the text messages, the phone calls, the, the likes. I mean, even that, like people didn't have to say anything, even just, you know, like on Facebook, I got a lot of the little sad emojis, um, you know, the hearts, um, people liking it, whatever, just acknowledging it, just letting me know they were there. It was like, wow. Like, I didn't think that many, like, I don't want to sound like a fucking jerk when I say this, but you don't think that that many people really pay attention. And then all of a sudden you post something like that. And it's like, wow, like all these people really were paying attention. And I mean, to those who phone called me, (laughs) you know, actually use their phone for what it's meant to be for, which is dialing a number and calling, uh, I apologize for not answering. It wasn't happening. Um, shit for like the first three or four days after, I couldn't even finish a sentence without like crying. It, it and I am not one of these guys that's like macho and like, oh, I don't cry. No bullshit. When I got the phone call of them telling me that like you know he wasn't gonna make it, I mean, I dropped the phone. I was fucking. I I was a mess. That walk to the to the vets to say goodbye to him, longest walk of my life. And the vet clinic, seriously, is two minutes away from my house. I mean, we there were times when he used to have to go for his like annual like you know vet appointment or whatever. We'd walk there because it, it literally was around the corner. I mean, it wasn't far, and that was the longest walk I have ever taken in my life. Um, going back to work has not been easy has not been easy at all. Um, luckily, I, I, I'm very fortunate that the people that do work with me are very understanding people. But yeah, I'm not myself. And I wanted to do this because I want to kind of let... You know, I mean, most people know this. It's not like I'm like informing you of something here. But just to put something out in a podcast where it's okay to be broken about this shit. You know what I mean? Like... Cause it, it's it's a, it's a f- fucking heartbreaking thing to go through, and I'll tell you this though, I'll do it again. Oh, I, I there will be a day when there are gonna be you know four little pitter pattering puppy feet running around my house or my apartment or wherever I'm living at that time. Probably a beagle. <laughs> I am Charlie Brown, and I need a Snoopy. But um, seriously. I, that was the that was the ongoing joke about me and Walter was you know Wally was my Snoopy and I was Charlie Brown because I'm bald, I have a beagle and I have the worst luck in the world. Um, <laughs> so seriously, I yes we were Charlie Brown and Snoopy and I probably there will come a day uh, it won't be anytime soon but there will come a day when I will have a beagle again more than likely unless you know unless there's some dog out there that needs to be rescued and. My heart just goes out to them, and I'm like, you're mine. Come with me. Because <laughs> that's what happened with Walter. Um, Walter, okay, Walter wasn't a rescue dog per se, but we, uh, me and my family, we saw an ad in the paper. No, it was on the Kijiji website, sorry. We saw uh, an ad on the Kijiji website. Beagle to home, $100, need to get rid of now. It was some written something like that. I don't think they said need to get rid of now, but it needed to go soon. 
And we kind of talked about it because we had just lost, uh, just about six months prior to that, we had lost our Rottweiler Jewel. Oh, she was a fun dog. <laughs> she was more a guard dog. Wally was like the scared little like Scooby-Doo dog. Like, row, row. you know, that was that was Wally. But like Jewel was like the fuck with my people, I'll fuck with you kind of dog. Um, she was, don't get me wrong, loving as fuck. I mean, if you were nice to her, oh, it was on her back. Oh, rub my belly. But um, <laughs> but she was more the protector, where Wally was like the protectee, like protect me. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was six months after Jewel had passed away, and we saw this ad on Kijiji for a beagle. We were like, all right, you know what? Let's go check it out. We'll see. And I remember showing up at the people's house, and you know when you just get that bad feeling. You just can tell something's off. And we show up at the place. They bring they bring Walter out. And, I mean, here's this, like, goofy-looking, floppy little beagle who, like, was really skinny, but he, it was those big ears. The ears I just fell in love with. And I was like, oh. And he had, like, these adorable eyes. And I was like, I need this dog. But it was the way the people were. I just had this bad feeling. I'm like, I don't think they're showing this dog much love. So give them their $100 and I say, give me the dog. And best decision I ever made with my life. You know, um, I remember my mother's approach to him at first when he showed up at the house and she's like, that's what he looks like. You know what? He loved her. Oh, he warmed up to her right away because it was like, oh, you don't think I'm cute? Watch this. And it was like one of those, like, hold my coffee and watch this moments. Like, he warmed right up to her. He warmed up to all of us, you know, like, and anybody that came over, any of our friends, like, even, I, I won't mention names, but even ex-girlfriends that I had that were pretty much on the bitch side. Uh, yeah, he warmed up to them. Like, he loved everybody. And he taught me. To, he taught me a, a, a lot of things about life. One thing, I remember there was one day we were going for a walk. And I just, you know, you observe them. Like, you kind of watch them and whatnot. And here was this dog. Like, I mean, okay, most dogs, when they go for a walk, they walk. Not Walter. Walter was, I'll take three steps, I'm going to sniff. I'm going to take another three steps, and I'm going to sniff. And that's... He, a walk that was like maybe not even half a kilometer long or half a mile long, whatever you, whatever country you're in, figure it out. Um, he could make it last like an hour and a half because he just, I get there when I get there. And, but I remember kind of starting to approach life that way, that it was like, what's the rush? Why? Like, I, I, I find that, and we all do this. We're all guilty of this. That we approach life like, I have to succeed. I have to get that promotion. I have to work hard. I have to, and it's okay, yes. I mean, you want to feel good about yourself, but you can also feel good about yourself just sitting and relaxing. Or if you're happy at a position, you don't have to be the top dog. You don't have to be. Nice expression, right? Top dog. But anyways, um... Walter Walter never approached life that, like, I have to be the best. He approached it that I'll do it on my own time when I want to. And I don't have to please anyone but myself and those who love me. And it was something that 
up to having Walter, I never looked at life like that. I, I, I was very much, as I always joke around, I was very much a cog in the machine. You know, I was very blinded by society. I was very, you know, oh, I got to have a full-time job and I have to make lots of money and I have to have a girlfriend or a wife and I have to have a kid. And it's like, but why? Like, just because what? Because society tells us so? Well, my dog didn't give a shit what society said. And, you know, it, it was also like the whole idea of we as humans, we look at a dog like Walter and we say, well, he's a beagle. But he never said he was a beagle. Beagles don't know they're beagles. Beagles are just like I'm me. I'm just, I got pee, I got poop. <laughs> I want to chase the cat around the house or I want to, you know, make you coo over me because I do cute little things. Like, and he loved life. And it's like, through Walter, I learned a lot. I learned to love life. I learned to just do what I want to do. And I, 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 I'm not going to disclose anything at the moment, but you know, him, him leaving this world, him shedding the mortal coil, so to speak. Which, in a way, he kind of hasn't because he's still alive with me. But, um, like, in, in my heart and in my mind and whatnot. But, you know, there's going to be changes. There's things I, I've got to do differently because I have missed out on a lot. And especially, like, when he passed away, like, I felt like, and you guys know this, my my work schedule changed. I wasn't spending as much time with him. And it's, it, I'll, I'll tell you this, when... When your animal passes, you know how they have, like, what is it, the five stages of, of grieving or whatever? Yeah, I went through them all. Um, the anger, the guilt, the regret, all that shit, I went through it all. And um, still kind of going through it, but not not as badly. I mean, obviously, I can talk to you now, and it's, what, half an hour into this, and I still haven't cried? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, it... He, my approach to life is a lot different and my approach to this podcast is going to be different. Partially why I'm doing what I'm doing this week. Uh, there will be a movie review. Um, I should say that, uh, there will be a movie review, but it's a review I did in the past. Uh, it's from my previous podcast. Um, like I said, the horror hosting thing, which is kind of going to tie into this as well. (laughs) So last night, I, like I said, I've been watching a lot of like horror hosting and stuff. And last night I decided to dig into Mystery Science Theater 3000. And there's an episode on there I've watched a couple times. And I never get sick of it. And back when Adam West passed away, um, my former podcast, the Bats, Bows, and Books podcast, I wanted to do a tribute episode to Adam West, but I didn't want to do it about Batman because everybody was doing it about Batman. I was like, I got to do something different. So I did a movie review for the 1987 flick Zombie Nightmare that Adam West was a part of. So the end part of this episode this week is going to be that review. Um, Kind of, I've revised it a little bit, worked on the sound quality a bit and whatnot, but it's going to be that. Um, I apologize in advance. There's a couple fuck ups. Uh, there's one part in the episode where I was supposed to say the, uh, the band Girl School, and I said School Girl. Uh, <laughs> you'll catch it. It'll be like, oh, really? Asshole. Um, but uh, 
You'll also notice that I sounded very nasal in the episode. Uh, it was in the summer when I recorded it, and it was extremely fucking hot. And when it gets really hot, my allergies flare up. And you're thinking, your allergies have been flaring up since you started this fucking podcast. Yes, I'm a very allergic person. Surprisingly, not to animals, but to everything else. But um, So I decided that this week, because I'm not ready to do the Ghost in the Shell episode yet, uh, simply because I have not done the homework on it, I thought, you know what, uh, I'm going to add that to the end of this so that you guys get a movie review, you know, something more what lurks, you know, behind podcast zero feely um, kind of idea. But I knew that when I would record this, I wanted to spend the first part of the episode um, just talking about Walter, talking about, you know, what's what's been going on. Um, and to, you know, just kind of relay the message out there that it's okay to be broken up about this shit, you know? Um, I mean, I'm, I, a week and a half later, and I'm still having moments, you know? There's still... I haven't eaten hot dogs since he's passed away. Um, I can't because I know I'm going to choke on him from crying. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just... It, you know, I always joke, my podcast, my rules, and I thought, you know what? Uh, on behalf of this podcast and this podcast network and whatnot, I don't, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think in this network there's ever been an episode where someone has talked about the loss of their pet, at least not to my knowledge. And why not do that, you know? Um, I'm sorry for all the ums. <laughs> there's a lot of them this, uh, this episode. But that's what I wanted to do. I know there was no opening theme, no nothing. Uh, the opening theme is going to follow this. Uh, I'm going to try to do the podcast as normal as I possibly can, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I felt it's, like I said, my podcast, my rules, and I wanted to send off my little buddy with this episode. So, that's that, um, yeah, you know what, let's, uh, Let's just move on, you know, because, like I said, this this podcast is not supposed to be depressing, you know what I mean? So I want to uh, let's put let's put the ending mark on that right there. And uh, so, zombie nightmare. Um, <laughs> I uh, just watched the uh, Mystery Science Theater episode last night. I do have this movie digitally, uh, not the best quality, and yes, I got it the ways that we're not supposed to promote, but. That said, it's a hard movie to find. I mean, I found the Blu-ray for it, but it was like something like 120 bucks. I'm like, fuck you. Uh, movie's not that good. Um, but it was nice to talk about. The episode uh, was a tribute to Adam West, um, which was a big influence and a big part of my life. So I kind of like digging this one up and bringing it to you guys. Uh, the Ghost in the Shell episode will be next episode now. I apologize for, you know, pushing it off a week, but I had to do this the right way and I still wanted to do a movie review and I'm like, you know what? The Bats, Bows, and Books podcast might not be around, but I still have those episodes and that review, not my best review I've ever done, but it was still fun to record and I thought, I want to share it with all of you. So without any further ado, we will now return to your regularly scheduled programming of the Next Level Network production of 
What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. Back in a moment. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. following movie contains material that may not be suitable for all viewers. Your discretion is advised. This is the report on our double suicide. Coroner fixes the death at about 12.30 a.m. Brain death caused by the cervical vertebrae being crushed. Forensics found lots of prints on the scene, but few of them are clear enough to trace. The few fingerprints we did get all uh, traced back to members of the academy, employees. We've had men checking them out. They all seem to have pretty good alibis as to where they were last night. And I checked with mental health to see if they had any sizable lunatics running around, but uh, they didn't have any loose nuts to fit our needs. Are you telling me in your quaint way, Frank, that we don't have any leads? Uh, yeah. The cap... Where did the newspapers get the uh, drug and suicide story? I gave it to them. You gave it to them? I don't understand. Frank, this Winston boy ran with a bad crowd. High school kids, running red lights, getting drunk, smoking marijuana, you know, the usual bad stuff. Murder's a whole new ball game. Until we got a line on this killer, I want the press to get nothing but misinformation. Otherwise, they'll make this guy a a serial killer or a goddamn vigilante savior. <laughs> what about the public's right to know? Hey, we're concerned with the public's right to live. I've spoken with the parents. They've told me they're going to cooperate. The last thing I want is for this kid's gang to go looking for revenge. Yeah. Well, whatever you say, Cap. I've got an APB out on anyone big enough to snap a person's neck. And that ought to clear out uh, half the health clubs and all the high school teams. Okay, Frank. I think you're big enough to handle this by yourself. Well, I'm going out now and buying some anabolic steroids. Frank, let's not have any more high school kids turn up dead. Understand. Okay. That actually wasn't a trailer. Um, it's kind of a clip. But whatever. Try finding a trailer. Um, this movie is uh, very obscure, it seems. It's hard to find shit about this movie. But I do remember watching it, uh, God, years ago. Uh, I think it was like a, a late night uh, 
TMN, like the movie network. I think it was one of those late night features, possibly. You know, the ones that they uh, air right before they start showing the adult films. Uh, <laughs> but um, I do remember seeing this, and I remember that Adam West was in it. And like I said, when John posted that on his Instagram, I was like, shit, I have to watch that again. So I ended up, I, uh, I found a version of it online to watch. Uh, I streamed it. And uh, it was, uh, you know what? As an adult, I appreciated it a lot more than I did when I was a teenager. This movie's fucking hilarious. Um, in a very good slash bad way. Um, <laughs> but uh, before I get into my thoughts and reflections on the movie and whatnot, we'll, uh, we'll do the usual. We'll go through the things you should know. Movie is called Zombie Nightmare. It was released, okay, this is why I keep saying 86 slash 87, which actually you could even say 88. It was a very weirdly released film. Um, in 1986, no specific date, just 1986, it had a very limited theatrical release in the United States only. Um, then, October 13th, 1987, one year later, they had a... Um, not, I wouldn't say it was direct-to-video because it did have a theatrical showing, but it was basically a video release uh, through New World Media. And again, that was only in the United States. Canada ended up getting this film almost six months later, I'd say, maybe around like March 7th, 1988, which is very interesting when you figure this is a Canadian film. It was shot in Quebec, uh, and it was directed by a Canadian, uh, Jack Bravman, who, uh, he's not very famous, but he's mostly known for like schlocky, like C grade films, uh, exploitation films, and quote unquote snuff films. Um, they're not really snuff films, but filmed in a way that would look that way, I guess. Um, so yeah, he's, he's not a well known actor or actor, director, sorry. But, you know, uh, Hey, he had some work, and he worked with Adam West, so you know that's something that uh, he can always uh, can always remember. Uh, the movie uh, Zombie Nightmare was written by John Fasano, and uh, there's also uh, it was uncredited, but it he it was co-written by David Wellington. Uh, the synopsis is: after a young man is killed by a gang of rampant teenagers. He is resurrected by a voodoo priestess so he can avenge his death. And that's exactly what this movie is, people. Um, you have zombies, you have voodoo, and you have really schlocky-looking 1987 teenagers. Uh, <laughs> okay, so getting into the cast. Uh, this is where... It, there's some interesting things here. So... Uh, you're going to want to hear this. Uh, starring uh, as the zombie, uh, Tony, uh, John Michael Thor. That's his name. Uh, he spells Michael, M-I-K-L. It's kind of a weird spelling. But his name is John Michael Thor. Uh, he was uh, Apparently he was also a, uh, a heavy metal singer in a band. And his band's name was Thor. Uh, I'm not familiar with their music. I'm not going to pretend to say, oh yeah, I was rocking them in the 80s. No, I... I I don't know. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I saw it, when I see him in the film, like I, I don't know who he is. Like you know what I mean. So, 
I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge follower. Um, also in the film, uh, Tia Carrera. And uh, this was her first feature film, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, also in the film was Manushka Rigaud, uh, Frank Diet, Linda Singer, John Fasano, who also wrote the, the film, uh, Alan Fissler, Hamish McEwen, Sean Levy, and Adam West is Tom Churchman. Now, Sean Levy, that's an interesting name. Uh, in this film, he's quite wretched. Uh, his acting is fucking atrocious. And you just want to smack him. Like, it, it, it's hard to watch. But, interesting as it would be, the years pass on, and who does he become? Well, he had many roles in TV and film, eventually finding himself as the executive producer for the full series, and he's directed four episodes of Stranger Things. He's one of the, like, big names giving us Stranger Things. That's kind of interesting. Uh, and not to mention, like, his resume is actually really interesting. He's directed uh, an episode of Birds of Prey. Uh, and I've mentioned that on the podcast. That, uh, what was it, from 2002. Not the best TV show, but he directed an episode of that. Uh, he's been connected to major films like The Pink Panther, uh, Night at the Museum, and its uh, subsequent sequel sequels. Uh, the movie Real Steel and The Internship. And, uh, but yeah, it was uh, when I saw he had been uh, connected to uh, Stranger Things. And he also apparently has a cameo in Stranger Things. And I'm trying to remember what the other show was. There's another show. Actually, Birds of Prey, I believe, he had a cameo in. Um, so it's interesting when you see, like, these actors that, like, are just wretched in some of these B movies. And years later, they are, like, you know, huge talents. So it's kind of interesting. And it, like I said, it came from a B movie, Zombie Nightmare. Um, the musical score for the film, which no is not playing in the background today. Good luck trying to find it, um, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, the musical score was bond was also by uh, John Michael Thor, uh, but there were other musical artists that their music plays throughout the uh, the film, uh, including bands like uh, Schoolgirl, Motorhead, Fist, Virgin Steel, Nighthawk, The Things. And Pantera. Uh-oh, hold on. Stop. Not that Pantera. If you're thinking, like, you know, Cemetery Gates and, you know, Cowboys from Hell Pantera, no, 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 no. Not that one. Uh, this Pantera apparently was John Michael Thor's wife. And uh, she, that was apparently a nickname she went by. So that's the name that she recorded the music for this movie under. Um yeah, it, it was weird. I remember, like, it, like even on, like, the DVD cover, uh, it says, like, music from Motorhead, Girl School, and Pantera. And you're thinking, holy shit, they got Pantera for this. But not that one. And also, uh, speaking of, like I said, about the soundtrack. So the end credits of the film suggest that a soundtrack was released for the film. That didn't actually happen. Uh, there was no soundtrack. Um, it was never technically released. However, there are playlists that you can find on different internet sites. Um, Spotify. I, Spotify was weird. I found it on there, but for some reason it wouldn't let me play it. So I don't know. Uh, maybe it's actually been taken down. I don't know. Uh, but John Michael Thor did put his music online at least a couple years back he did. 
And uh, if you can find it streaming on there and can listen to it, I mean, you're welcome to check it out. Uh, but as for a physical copy of this soundtrack, never been produced. So, and I believe it actually says, like, at the end of the uh, film, it says something like soundtrack um, released on GMZ Records or something like that, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, it would no soundtrack. Uh, now, here, here's something that's fun, and uh, I, I seriously, okay, as much as I'm talking about Zombie Nightmare, I have to throw this in there. Mystery Science Theater 3000 does an episode on Zombie Nightmare, and I guess they did it way back in like 1994. It was recently put on Netflix. Now, I don't know about stateside, but Canada side. We just got it, like, not too long ago. Maybe about a month or so ago. The episode is on Netflix. If you can't find it on Netflix, for whatever reason, it's also on YouTube. Um, The Mystery Science Theater uh, episode of Zombie Nightmare is a scream. It's fucking hilarious. Um, One of the clips that I played before we actually started into the uh, podcast is from that, uh, that production. And God, is it hilarious. I mean, this movie already had me laughing. Like, to the point where the other morning I decided, you know, if I'm going to do this podcast, i got to do my homework, right? So I go and revisit the film. And then I see there's the Mystery Science Theater version as well. And I'm like, all right, why not? I watched them back to back. And I haven't laughed that much in one morning in my life. It. It's fun. So if you want to watch something interesting, I highly recommend the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode of Zombie Nightmare. Um, getting back to Tia Carrera. This was her film debut. She had been on shows like Airwolf and A-Team uh, prior to being in Zombie Nightmare, but this was actually her film debut. Uh Sadly, this isn't like the same story of Johnny Depp being, you know, on Nightmare on Elm Street where classic film produces classic actor. <laughs> no, this was a really bad movie who, well, Tia Carrera is not a bad actress. She's actually done quite a bit. Uh, but uh, after Zombie Nightmare, she she still had like smaller roles. She was uh, she had appearances on like MacGyver and Quantum Leap, uh, Married with Children. And then she did Wayne's World, and pretty much I think Wayne's World is where everyone says, okay, Tia Carrera made it to the mainstream, um, as Cassandra, obviously. And since then, she's uh, she was in, uh, let me see, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Wayne's World 2, True Lies, High School High, Call the Conqueror, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Lilo and Stitch, and all the sequels to that series, and like a ton more. Like she She's done a lot. Again, another actor from a very bad movie in 1987 and you know had a very successful career following it um and tia carrera was uh in windsor last year for our comic-con actually i didn't get a chance to meet her but she was here i do remember seeing her there so that's pretty interesting um a little bit of trivia that i thought was kind of interesting about the film before i kind of get into the adam west aspect of all of this um, John Michael Thor, his character is, uh, he's Tony. He's the kid who, he's like the younger guy who he gets hit by a car. Um, it's really ridiculous too. He gets hit by a car and he's like instantly dead. Um, 
which I'm not saying is impossible. Obviously, it is. But when you see how it's filmed and like he kind of like rolls over the car, you can tell he didn't get hit hard, and yet he's just splat dead. Um, anyways, he's the zombie. He's the one that comes back. Uh, his mother in the film, which was another very interesting character, um, she's wearing a sweater that's identical to the one that Betsy Palmer wore uh, in Friday the 13th, uh, Jason's mother. It's the identical sweater, and it's kind of interesting like how they did that. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be like a... If it was just an homage, or if they wanted to, like, you know, give it a little fun twist or whatever, but it was the identical sweater that Betsy Palmer wore. Well, not I like not the one Betsy Palmer wore, but an identical version of it. So that was kind of interesting. I thought that was um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, just like just you know, paying homage to a classic that came before you. Kind of interesting. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth pretty much owned the eighties. Along with Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. Um, and Child's Play, I guess. Child's Play. Well, Child's Play was a little bit later. It was 87, 88, but whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, moving on. Moving on, as they say. Adam West. Okay, so I want to talk a bit about Adam West, obviously, because this episode is supposed to be a tribute to Adam West. Adam West, though, however, in this film, does not show up until almost 40 minutes into it. Which I kind of forgot that. So the other morning when I'm watching this film, I'm like, where the fuck is he? Am I watching the right movie? I've seen this before, so I know I must be, but where the fuck is he? Yeah, I, I guess when you're a kid, you don't realize, like, time. Because as an adult, I'm sitting here like, oh, okay, where is he? Uh, 40 minutes into it is about where he shows up. But that's where the film goes from being, like, hilarious to, like, hilariously awesome. Uh, so let me paint a picture for you, okay? So Adam West... In this film, he smokes a cigar, he has a porn stash, and he even swears. Which, if you know Adam West, Adam West doesn't swear. So, like, he, 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 okay, he swears occasionally, but he's not of that generation. Like, he's, he's Batman, you know what I mean? Batman in the 60s didn't swear. Batman now kind of does sometimes, but, you know, he says the odd shit, I guess, whatever. Or I'm the goddamn Batman. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's funny when you hear, like, the, you know, when you hear um, Adam West being like, God damn it, it's just funny. Um, and like I said, like, he had a porn stash, which was just killing me. I'm, I'm not used to Adam West with a mustache. So, and I mean, smoking a cigar, but I mean, that you can kind of fake that out or whatever but it was just it was interesting to see um and i'm gonna spoil this shit because i know none of you are gonna watch this fucking movie anyways uh he's the bad guy (laughs) you just don't realize it that he's the bad guy until the end of the film like i mean they the the five teenagers they're kind of the pricks too but they're not i mean they're teenagers who did something stupid should have owned up to it and they tried to run and whatnot but by the end of the whole story and believe me it's really not that convoluted in this fucking thing uh you find out that you know adam west is actually a prick and that was kind of interesting for me too because we all know adam west as being like the good guy he's the hero he's the happy guy and all of a sudden you have adam west playing this jerk cop who is trying to cover up something from his past and it was just it was fucking weird um and furthermore, like, I mean, he's playing a character named C- Captain T- 
Tom Churchman. Church, you know, religious, happy, you know, supposed to be honest. Notice I said supposed to be. But here he's evil and he has like a twisted background and it it was interesting. I I, I like the I I don't know if that was intentional. I mean, Churchman could just be a fucking name they gave the character, but it just I found that to be kind of interesting. The interesting furthermore, I should say what's more even like what really throws me off is this film is rated R. Truthfully, in this current era of film that we like in this world we live in live in right now, it would be PG-13 maybe. Um, the violence is like extremely mild. There's no nudity. Uh, I don't even think there's an f bomb thrown in this movie. Like there's no and like I, my podcast is more worse than this film was, <laughs> for my language alone. Um, and that's because I'm lazy and I don't care to censor myself. But whatever. Um, fuck it. But uh, yeah. So I mean, like, and and the violence is like campy looking too. Like the blood looks like red paint. Um, I guess maybe the most violent death is actually Sean Levy's, uh, when he gets like a baseball bat through the stomach, except that you don't really see it. You see like, um, Tony, the zombie kind of like jams the, the bat in his stomach. And then the next thing you know, you see a shot of him up in the air, supposedly on the bat. And then when he hits the ground and he rolls over like the baseball bat's kind of sticking out of his stomach and I guess that's you know considered violent I guess for 1987 maybe they thought it really was you know oh my god it's very graphic with the way we have movies today that was just nothing Uh, it's laughable to be honest like between the dialogue and the horrible acting or like you know Tony the zombie here he's like He's chasing this girl through these hallways, and I mean, she's not running at all. She, if anything, she's pattering her feet on the floor. Uh, looks like she's shuffling more than anything else. And I'm like, wait, what? What am I watching here? But I couldn't stop laughing at the same time. Um, and Adam West, there's one scene where like there's like this guy that's going crazy in the police station, and the cops are having a hard time, like you know, getting him down to the ground. They finally get him subdued, and while they're trying to do that Adam West is talking to the investigating officer of all the homicides and then they come out of the room the guy's finally like on the floor he's like you know he's been like subdued and whatnot and Adam West walks up to him and goes bad boy and he gives him a fucking knee to the head spurring a whole fucking riot in the the police department again but it's just funny to see Adam West be like that like you know like giving a guy like a knee to the head like it it was just funny, like, and I mean that's the thing about this movie. It's a bad movie. It knows it is. It, I mean, it literally knows that this movie was not meant to be good. Um, I guess that's what makes it so charming and endearing. And not to mention, it's Canadian. Uh, we don't take a lot serious here. Um, sometimes we do, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess we just don't take a whole lot serious, uh, and it shows in this film, that's for sure. Uh, and like I've said, like the dialogue, the dialogue is campy. Some of it at times is literally horrendous. Uh, but when Adam West is talking, like it's a standout. Like you, you find yourself like watching just because he's talking. Um, and like, uh, oh, what what was the one thing uh, he says something like to the uh, 
investigating officer he's like oh you're just jealous i solved your case and like it but it's like really forced like he's phoning it in like literally phoning it in but it's so damn fun to watch and you know this is kind of where i reflect a little bit on this film for the simple fact that adam west and and for those of us who have followed his career for many years we know this he struggled after the batman role he had a hard time getting you know work he had he had a hard time finding someone who would cast him for a film or cast him for uh, a TV show or anything like, and, and when he got cast, it was usually for roles that weren't that good. Uh, and let's, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Like with zombie nightmare, like this gem, uh, it's certainly not one of those, uh, good roles. Like this was another bad role, but you watch it and you see him still trying. You see him trying to give a performance. Yes, at times he he's dialing it up well past ten. But you got to give the man like a lot of credit for everything that he struggled, you know, to move up and to, you know, get like a, a decent role. He put up with the shit for a long time, and I mean, after Zombie Nightmare, he did a film called Doing Time on Planet Earth. And if you want to know what that one's about. It's a low-budget sci-fi comedy about a teenager who believes he's an alien from a distant planet. Like, you can see, <laughs> the choices Adam West was given were not that good. But he still gave it his all. He still walked into these these projects, these roles, the, these uh, films and, and, and TV shows and said, Okay, I'll give you what you got. I'll give you what I got. You know what I mean? Um, interestingly enough, in 1990... And this is where it kind of ties it back to DC. Uh, he had a small cameo on the Flash series uh, with John Wesley Shipp. Uh, and a lot of people didn't realize it was him. Uh, he was a hippie in one of the episodes. And I believe they credited him as A. West. So it, it wasn't Adam West. They credited him as A. West. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess it was one of those things that at the time kind of went under the radar. But as as time went on, you know, a lot of people started to be like, hey, that is Adam West. Uh, I personally don't remember the episode. Uh, I've, I've got to go back and watch it again because I don't remember the episode myself. I, I have the series on DVD, so it's not going to be hard to go watch it. But um, I don't remember him being in it myself. It was something that uh, I found out. And I did find out it was true. So it's like, oh, now I'm interested. Uh but I did know that in 1995, he also had a small cameo on the show Lois and Clark. Uh, when Batman meets Superman, uh, and everybody made a deal about, you know, Henry Cavill and Ben Cavill, or Ben Cavill, what the fuck? Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck on the same screen at the same time. Uh, kind of in a way, we had Superman and Batman at the same time on TV, because Lois and Clark had Adam West as a cameo. So, again, it's one of those little trivial facts, you know, uh... I mean, Adam West, if you want my opinion, one of his best performances ever came in Batman the Animated Series when he was Simon Trent, a.k.a. the Grey Ghost. And those of us that know that deep cut, yeah. Uh, Beware the Grey Ghost is probably one of the top three episodes ever of Batman the Animated Series. It is a, a, a fucking gem. Maybe, maybe Heart of Ice you know competes with it 
And because I'm biased, I'll say, you know, Christmas with the Joker, because that is probably my one of my all-time favorite episodes. But uh, there's not many that can challenge uh, Beware the Grey Ghost. And Adam West, it, when you have Adam West passing the torch to Kevin Conroy, it's beautiful. It's absolutely fucking beautiful. Um, and I mean, Adam West, uh, he didn't stop there. And I, I love that after Zombie Nightmare, things started to look a little bit better for him. Um, because he's been in so many great shows since then. Uh, shows like Family Guy, Rugrats, Tales from the Crypt, Animaniacs, Johnny Bravo, uh, Big Bang Theory, which I'm not a fan of, but yes, I know he's been on there. Uh, The Simpsons, uh, The Batman, the series The Batman that ran for five seasons. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, he was on that. Uh, Recently, Batman uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders. And Powerless, which so awesome of NBC and DC. So we lose Adam West, and we all know Powerless got canceled with three episodes left. Um, and I, I'll be fair, I'll be honest with you, this show wasn't horrible. I did enjoy the film, or the, the TV show for what it was. Not the greatest thing I've ever watched, but it wasn't horrible. I felt, you know what, if, if NBC was going to cancel it, at least play the last three episodes and then say, okay, we're done. But no, NBC being, you know, nothing but crap, because that's what NBC usually stands for, they canceled it with three episodes to go. So we lose Adam West. People know this episode is out there. That final episode of season one, Adam West made a cameo, and right away, like, the internet was like, we want that episode. Okay, so they didn't put it on NBC, but what they I, I give them the credit for what they've done. Through DC Entertainment and DC All Access and NBC, uh, different YouTube channels, you can find the full episode of Powerless. Where I was very proud of them is that they didn't geoblock it. Because so many fucking times, NBC will put shit on YouTube and then they geoblock it. The amount of times they've put Saturday Night Live clips on there that I'm like, oh shit, I missed it, I gotta go watch it. And I couldn't. Why? Because they geoblocked it. They didn't geoblock this. The world can see this. And I think that was really classy of them because it would have been a fucking shitty if they had blocked it for us. So kudos to them. That was really awesome. Um, and one last thing. Uh, his final project, Adam West. Okay, so Powerless was his final on-screen appearance. But he has one more project, uh, Batman versus Two-Face which is uh, a sequel to Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Uh, Julie Newmar, Burt Ward, Adam West, and William Shatner as Two-Face were going to be in this film. Uh, it will still be released. Um, now, whether it's... Uh, it, I checked on listings for when its release date is. Uh, it says 2017 slash 2018. So it'll either be released sometime later this year or early next year. Uh it's in post-production. All his voicing talents have already been fully recorded. It's just now a matter of editing, releasing the final uh, acting appearance, of, or acting performance, I should say, of Adam West. Which, uh, I expect that one will probably sell off the shelves. When you when you think, you know, like, that's that's his final performance. He, he didn't do anything after that, so... I I expect that one's gonna sell, and I I expect it's gonna be really good too. I mean, you're gonna have fucking Bill Shatner uh, as Two Face. This is gonna be interesting, and not to mention you're gonna have Bill Shatner and Adam West working together. Like, you have 
two of the greatest 60s iconic actors together. I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, but getting back to Zombie Nightmare, I should finish this off. Um, it's a campy, crazy, horribly acted at times, ridiculous, nonsensical, and illogical movie. Well, best way to say it is fucking B movie. What do you expect? Uh, but it's a treasure, a, a treasure chest of gems, obviously. Both worthless and priceless at the same time. Um, it's a movie to sit around with, you know, if you're, if you're fucking drinking or, you know, high as a kite or, you know, or even if you're sober, fuck, you know, you're just sitting around with friends, let loose, go with the flow, laugh as you go along. Cause this movie is fucking wretched. <laughs> it's, it's horribly awesome. Um, if you, if you want to look at it from a technical or plotline standpoint, uh, the movie is lucky to be a three. If you're me, maybe a four. Uh, based on the laughs and the fun that can be had uh, while watching Adam West basically be Adam West, well, that brings the rating up to an eight. Add the fact that it has a decent soundtrack of music because the music is really good. Well, fuck, it's a ten. Movie's a ten. It's not really a ten. I'm just fucking around. But whatever. It's Zombie Nightmare. Um, and it's it's a classic and it's Adam West and man let me tell you like I will watch anything with Adam West in it and this is this is positive proof of that um because you take Adam West out of this movie I never watch this thing honestly I would well maybe I'd watch it and probably want my 80 minutes back in my life this is the running time on it is 83 minutes um oh and it just to you know, give you an idea, IMDb uh, their rating for this film: two point three out of ten. Yeah, it's safe to say a lot of people don't like this movie. But fuck you. Who cares? It's Adam West, man. And you know, like he was a good dude, man. He he was a he was a hero to many. You know, more so than just being Batman. He was Adam West. You know, pure West. 100% pure West. That's what he was. That's what people knew him as. And like I said, like he passed away. I saw nothing negative online. It's probably one of the few times I've ever seen in my life where something breaks in the news and there's no asshats online. Like nobody was being shitty. Everyone was being like cool and, you know, remembering good times or, you know, thinking about funny moments quoting uh you know stuff like some days it's hard to get rid of a bomb you know or uh fuck one of my favorite lines from the batman series was uh uh when uh, catwoman is trying to seduce uh batman and he's almost falling for it you know he's kind of giving in you can see that it, actually between julie newmar and adam west they do a really good job their chemistry was really good on screen uh they they sell it you know you almost get the feeling batman could be caving in a little and then robin comes and like basically you know breaks up the whole thing interferes and i don't remember robin's exact comment but he says something along the lines of uh you know catwoman she couldn't get me under her spell because i'm still just a boy and adam west with the straightest face in the world says out of the mouths of boy wonders 
oft come time uh, oft come comments of gems or something like that basically like if you twisted it around a little bit it could refer to oral sex and he says it with the fucking straightest face in the world and Burt Ward sitting or standing right next to him doesn't even flinch and it's just it's those little moments you know where you see like they make these obviously horrendous comments that can either be twisted sexually or twisted in weird fucking ways and that's what he he brought to the show week after week and I mean like I, I've listened to interviews like they had grueling like filming schedules it wasn't easy you know especially back then like I think what season one was like something like 35 38 episodes or something like that it's nuts you know I'm not saying actors have it easy today they they don't they still have to put like their heart and souls into their jobs but at 23 to 20 you know 22 23 episodes as opposed to Adam West and Burt Ward having to be Batman and Robin for you know 40 episodes it's a little bit different but times were different too though you know they didn't do the stunts that they do today and filming was different and whatnot so but uh yeah like I mean it it sucks man we lost Adam West you know I not gonna say I was quote unquote shocked uh he was he was moving up in in age and I mean like when they were at Fan Expo last year, we knew that was going to be the last time they were there. I unfortunately couldn't go. It sucks. But that's life, I guess. Um, I really need to start changing my life because I miss a lot of things that I wish I didn't. But uh, that's another story. Not meant for this podcast. <laughs> but um, thank you for listening to me uh, just talk about a really bad movie with a really awesome actor. I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to do a, an like like an episode, tri- in tribute to Adam West, but I didn't want it to be about Batman, like because we all know the Batman things, we all have our memories of Batman, we all have our stories of Batman, and we all, if you're in my age bracket, Adam West was your first live action Batman. Sure, Lewis Wilson was well before him in the '40s, but he's. He's the one that brought it to that mainstream status. Like, he's the one that really, like, he changed the way people saw Batman. You know, for years and years, up until Kevin Conroy finally came in, when kids read their Batman comics, they heard Bat- they heard Adam West's, like, voice in their head. That's how they read Batman. You know? Like I say, it wasn't until, like, like now you read comics, you think of Kevin Conroy. But for the longest time it was Adam West you know so like I said he, he he's our Batman and uh, but I wanted to show another side of him so that's why I did what I did uh, Zombie Nightmare if you really want like my actual rating of the movie um, I probably have to give it like a 4 or a 5 to be honest because uh, it's really not that good but like because this is Adam, it's it's an Adam West episode. Because I'm remembering the man who, pretty much, you know, was a uh, he was a, a barometer for my moral compass, so to speak. Which sometimes I slide and go up and down on that thing. But um, 
you know, he was the first. You know, he was the Batman, and uh, every single one of us will tell you the same thing. Like, it was an after-school thing. You know, you went to school, you came home, and for an hour on whatever local Warner Brothers channel you had in your area, with us it was WXON Detroit 20, um, they had an hour-long block of Batman. And even before that, like, I remember when I was, like, six years old, it used to come on at 6 and 6.30 at night. And then... uh, as I got, I remember, oh, fuck, well, what, what, it, I might have been grade six, I think it was, so I was probably about like 11 or 12 years old, was when it would come on like at almost four in the afternoon. So it was like, you basically like had to get home from school right away and like rush into the house to make sure you didn't miss the opening theme, you know? And that opening theme, like how iconic has that become? I mean, to the point where, Lego Batman 3 let Stephen Amell go na 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 arrow um, you know because it, it's just something that everyone you know remembers we all remember that na 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 Batman and who do we associate that with Adam West so you get my point you, you know where I'm going with this we all have our memories of the Batman aspect of Adam West I wanted to do something that wasn't Batman it's still kind of dark and gloomy, but he was the bright knight anyways. He wasn't the dark knight, so it doesn't count. So that's it. Zombie Nightmare. Four out of ten, but it's a ten for Adam West. There you have it. Zombie Nightmare. A review I did from my previous podcast, the Bats, Bows, and Books podcast. Ah. <sighs> Sometimes I kind of miss that podcast, but I have all the episodes still saved, you know. Uh, Sometimes it's nice to actually go back and listen to them and see how far I've come with, you know, podcasting and whatnot. Which, um, you know, I I mentioned at uh, the beginning of this, you know, that, you know, through learning from, you know, Walter and whatnot, like, you know, to approach life differently the podcast i I did mention is going to you know take some new turns and whatnot but i want to focus a lot more on it i want to i definitely want to put a lot more effort into this podcast um i enjoy doing this and i need to do more with my life the things that i enjoy doing and this podcast is definitely something that i do enjoy i know i've neglected it quite a bit over the past uh recent months but i'm sure obviously with you know the first what half hour of this show or whatever i think you can kind of understand why now um my life was very much when i wasn't working it was dedicated to walter and rightfully so you know he was he's my best friend he was he was my son he was my kid you know that's the thing like i with pet owners, we don't look at them as pets, really. We honestly don't. Uh, they're family. They are our children, you know. For a dude like myself that, you know, romantically I suck. My uh, romance life is a pile of shit. So um, it's not like I'm going to be having kids anytime soon. So animals are my kids, you know. I still have my two cats, uh, Azriella and Luna, but... Nothing nothing will ever replace Walter. You know what I mean? Um, he, he's my buddy. And 
still like <laughs> old habits die hard, right? And you know, you you never truly want to say goodbye to them. Uh, my phone, uh, my well, what is it they call it? The wallpaper or whatever, like the image that's on your phone. My, it's still Wally. Um, I, I won't get rid of it. You know, I've got pictures of him all over my room and whatnot. I, between myself, my mother, and my sister, we have well over two thousand photos of Walter. So, just to give you an idea of how much you know, he's a part of my life. Half my Instagram account, my personal Instagram account, is pictures of Walter. Um, so. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to this week's um, half episode, half flashback in time uh, to uh, a former podcast. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Lurker's recommendation. Should I do one? You know what? I am. I'm going to actually do Lurker's recommendation because, like I said, great therapy. Um, (laughs) The Last Drive-In with uh, Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Male Girl. If you don't have Shutter, you know what? Dish out the five bucks a month and get it. And I understand, yes, there's some people out there that are like, well, until PS4 gets an app, I'm not getting Shutter. Okay. I understand that some people only have a PS4. Okay, I get it. Trust me, I do. But you can watch Shutter on your your computer. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on Roku, Chromecast, Xbox, Xbox One, or whatever. Xbox One. Yeah, because uh, I don't think the 360 even has an app when I think about it. And most people nowadays have an Xbox One. Um, but uh, Amazon Fire Stick, uh, you can watch it through there. there there's many different ways. Um, so, you know what? Honestly, I, while I understand it, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you're an asshole for not getting it. No, it, I get it. You know, we all have our favorite devices and whatnot. And there are people that their PlayStation 4 is, you know, their major device and they want the app for it. But if for anything, for the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs, get Shutter some way, somehow, and watch that because it is nice to see him back in the saddle again, so to speak. Just. It's so much fun, and he, you know, Shudder has a lot of great movies that he can pick from because the movies he's going to review have to be on Shudder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that for Canada, they're saying, I think it's weeks eight and nine, we won't be able to stream because they're, he's doing titles that are not available in Canada, <clears throat> VPN. But, anyways, um, yeah. So, and I think the UK, if you're if you're listening to this in the UK, hey, hi. Thank you for listening. But uh if you're listening to this in the UK, I know that the show will not stream live, but you will get it through the on-demand function after. So, it, honestly, the last drive-in it was a, a saving grace for me because it it managed to pull me out of a funk. Uh not completely, but enough that I was able to smile. And this past week, even have a few laughs. So, especially when he was reviewing Society. Oh, fuck. Um, That's a movie I'll do one day. Trust me. But that's my Lurker's recommendation of the week. Is The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder. Where to find the podcast? Well, you know, you can stream it from iTunes, Google, and Spotify. You can go straight to the Next Level Network site at thenextlevelnetwork.com 
and you'll find my podcast along with, I believe we're up to about a dozen shows on the, the network now. So, you know, you can go there uh, to contact me or to, you know, check out my social media presence. Uh, Facebook.com slash What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. On Instagram at What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. On Twitter at WLB Podcast underscore zero. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much about it. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. Next uh, next episode will be the Ghost in the Shell episode. Once I can pull my head out of my ass <laughs> and actually, you know, be a host again. Um, but seriously, to all of you who have listened, uh, to the countless people who reached out, you know, when I was really down in a dark place, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, there's um, not, I, I, how do I word this? Not a lot of good people in this world, but the ones that are good, you're fucking amazing. And that, I mean, truly. So thank you very much. I think this week I'm just going to close out the episode. No music, no nothing. Um, Next episode we'll be back to the swing of things and I'll be doing doing the show the way I normally do it. Um, Oh, I should mention, for those of you who listened to the review, you probably noticed there was music in the background. Uh, My old podcast, I used to have music uh, streaming the whole time I was recording i've kind of now just have that it's for like at the beginning of each segment and then i peter off the music but um it's by an artist uh the music that you heard during the review for the movie uh was done by an artist by the name of sam haynes who is on Bandcamp and releases a lot of um like horror synth music and whatnot a lot of it is free he's he's not a, he's not in it for the money you know what i mean so uh, you can go on Bandcamp and get the, the music for free and enjoy it. There's some really good stuff. That was what I was using during that episode. So, you know, if you if you liked what you heard in the background, maybe the review sucked for you, but maybe you liked the music. Well, hey, check him out. He's on Bandcamp. Anyways, that's it. Thank you so much. On behalf of myself and the Next Level Network and What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, thank you for listening. Next episode... Will be Ghost in the Shell. I promise I'm not fucking with you this time. The next episode will be the Ghost in the Shell episode. Until then, keep lurking, guys. It's the next level.